Not sure what to make for dinner? Need some inspiration? Join Gabriel and his food hero guests every Wednesday on The Dinner Special. And now, here's your host, Gabriel So. Welcome to The Dinner Special. I am Gabriel So, and I am so pumped to have Posey Harwood of 600 Acres here on the show today. Posey grew up on a farm that's just over 600 acres where her family had access to the freshest of milk, eggs, and harvests from their well-attended garden. On her blog, 600 Acres is where she shares some of her memories as well as the new things she's cooking and trying in places far from her home. Posey has worked as a food writer and editor for Tasting Table, Food 52, and King Arthur Flower, and she contributes to Sift Magazine. Posey, it's so nice having you here today. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, Posey, you grew up on a farm that's just over 600 acres. I can't even imagine how much like that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's big. <laughs> yeah. Can you talk a bit about what that was like growing up? Yeah, absolutely. It was it was cool. We were very lucky. I have three sisters, so we were sort of a little troop of kids kind of running wild and the farm is in Maryland, northern Maryland. So it's been actually in my family for a while. Um, and my mom was a mechanical engineer by trade and profession. And then, so she moved when she had four of us under six. So it was a little crazy. Um, my dad was working and yeah, she started figuring out how to milk a cow and raise chickens and pretty much do everything herself. But she didn't know how to do any of that. Um, so it was a really neat experience. I mean, we grew up entirely outside, sort of like everything you can think of on a farm. We had pet pigs, we had pet goats, we ran around in the cornfield. And none of my friends grew up on a farm. I mean, I went to high school in Baltimore. So it was kind of a really like an anomaly. It wasn't like I was growing up with a bunch of like 4-H kids. Right. So it's kind of fun. I mean, it's like my friends would come over to our house and be like, like they just thought it was such a novelty I remember when we were really little, my mom would pick us up from school. And one time, like right outside Baltimore, like by Hopkins, was not like farm country. She brought our, we had a pig that we'd just gotten. It was teeny. You could hold it. She brought it to pick us up at school one time. So, of course, everyone thinks it's like just the coolest thing when we were little. We were like little farm celebrities. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But it was neat. I mean, I think for me, I look back and I think how lucky it was because we grew up, you know, drinking raw milk and like my mom made everything from scratch and, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have like chips or any of that stuff, but I never felt like, oh man, I feel so deprived. Maybe sometimes at lunchtime when I was little, Yeah. but mostly I just thought that that's what it is. And when I got older, you know, and people started talking about like organic food and all that kind of stuff to me, I always thought like, what else is there? I mean, that's what I'd always known. Yeah. Now I realize how lucky that is that that's not, you know, some people have to learn that or seek it out. So it was a really cool experience. I think it, it's uh, responsible for a lot of what I've ended up doing. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think it's really cool that your mom sort of took on the challenge of learning all this, all these farm, I guess, tasks and, and things, you know, on top of having kids running around yeah she's she's pretty incredible she is a definitely a doer she loves hands-on everything but she's a very impressive role model i will say (laughs) yeah when you guys were growing up did you you and your sisters have have to help out on the farm or were you guys pretty much hands-off we definitely did but definitely we didn't have to i mean people would always ask that like oh you have so many chores and be like not really i actually i went to a a farm school in high school for a semester and we had to like, you know, we'd really regimented farm chores. And I was like, whoa, no, we did not do this. My mom always kind of had the opinion that 
it was something that she loved to do, but she never pushed it on us, which was kind of cool. And I think for that reason, we sort of loved it too. Like we wanted to help out. And all four of us just, it was our whole life. So like we loved doing everything. We like loved helping milk the cow. We loved gathering eggs and stuff just because that's, that's where we lived. It was everything. But she was never sort of this regimented, like, you, right. <laughs> you know, we did have each of us throughout growing up had different pets that were like ours at different times. And those my mom would say, like, you can have them, but you have to feed them and take care of them. Like, you know, like any kid, you know, learn a little. Yeah. But ours were just different. Yeah. You guys had like cows and chickens and like things like that. Yeah. Like I had my little sister and I had pet goats at one point. So that was, that was our childhood pet. Yeah. Cool. Well, where did your interest in cooking come from? Was it as you were growing up on the farm or did it come a bit later? Yeah, definitely. Again, I think I noticed that more looking back because at the time I didn't really realize how unusual it was. I mean, I think about going over to friends' houses when I was little and like they didn't have the kind, like their parents wouldn't cook the way my parents would, but I never really thought, if anything, I was like, you know, I didn't like think that much. Oh, that's weird that my mom does that or it's different than other people don't. But I think that's, I mean, that's definitely... That's definitely where I learned most everything. My mom's she she cooked every night, and we always had family dinner. But she's an incredible baker; like she always made bread from scratch. And just watching her, I learned a lot of the things I love to make and cook and bake. And also, I think I just watched her have that be a natural rhythm in a household and picked up on that. And that's definitely where all of it came from for me. I mean, I never went to culinary school. I didn't start working in food until a little while after college. So I just always knew that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And not even what I wanted to do. I just, I just always felt like what else is there? Like, that's just, that's just in me. I don't, I feel like I don't have a choice. I kind of have to. Yeah. Was your mom pretty encouraging with you pursuing sort of more of the food side of things? Yeah. I mean, she's a very encouraging woman <laughs> overall. Both my parents are. And I... I actually, I mean, I always knew I wanted to be a writer. I didn't really know what form that would take. And my parents were both really helpful after college and just saying, like, think about, you know, think about what you like. Like, what do you think about? You know, when I, I was working in just like a first job in advertising and they'd say, like, well, what do you think about in your spare time? Like, what do you like to go home and do? And that was really helpful to to let me sort of take the leap into like, yeah, I could do this for a job. You know, this could be a full time thing, not just a hobby. So that's kind of nice to have someone give you that advice. And at the time you kind of feel like, Oh, it's just, it's just something everyone does. Not necessarily a profession. If you haven't gone to culinary school or right. trained for it in some way. Right. Well, is there someone that you enjoy cooking with or for the most? Yeah, I would, I would say probably my, my sister, maybe my little sister in particular. She's two years younger than me. She lives in Portland, Maine right now. She's actually the reason I ever started my blog because she was in Maine and I was in New York and we were all, we're always talking about cooking and baking and like, what is she making for dinner? And like, do you remember how to make this thing mom used to make? And we were like, oh, this is annoying. We should just make a website so we could just put the recipes there really just for each other. Yeah. So, so yeah, so we started doing it. I was, as I was saying, it was just like basically just funny letters to each other, essentially. And then I started writing it more and more. And then I felt like, oh, I really love doing this. I'm going to redesign it. I'm really going to do it for myself. But she's the one. And she's just a wonderful person. And she is a great cook, a great baker. She loves food. And I think, again, in line of what I was talking about before, 
so much of what I've always loved about cooking is my family and sort of tied to that. So it's fun to do it with her because we have the same taste and we like the same things and she's very adventurous. Yeah. So yeah, I would say her. So do you guys get together from time to time? Maybe not as often now, I guess. I see her pretty often actually. So I've, yeah, so I have three sisters, just had a baby, the first one in our family. So I've actually seen my sisters a lot in the past month. We've been all getting together and we, we all go home pretty much and I'll see her in the, she's a teacher. So I'll see her in the summer. So I'm lucky I get to see them a lot, fortunately. Cool. Well, when you first moved away from the farm, like kind of officially moved away from the farm. Um, was there a bit, I know you were saying that, you know, you went to school in the city, but was there a bit of culture shock? Was there something that surprised you about, you know, living in New York, for example? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd spent a decent amount of time living places and working like away from home and then going to college. Actually, I went to college in New Jersey, actually. And then I moved to Manhattan. I think New York took a lot of getting used to for me. I'm, I'm really not a city person. I love New York. I think it's an amazing place to live and there's lots of food in particular. I mean, talk about exposure to amazing and delicious things. And that was a fun part of it. But I've always really missed open space and fresh air. And I think, I, know, I mean, I know I won't stay in New York forever. That's always been a hard thing to just get used to. It's, you know, it's a pro and a con. It's an exciting, huge place. But sometimes I'm like, I want to speak to no one for the next four hours, but you can't when you're in New York. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it, it's an adjustment. It's always a little bit of a balance. But now I work for a company in Vermont. So fortunately, I get to spend a lot of time up there, which is a really nice balance. Yeah. When you're not in New York, though, is there something that you kind of miss a little bit, at least, about <laughs> being in New York? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would definitely say the food, honestly. That's totally the first thing. I mean, I know, you know, you hear people say, oh, I miss the conveniences of the city. Like, I miss the 24-hour, you know, bodega. And, like, I definitely miss the food when I'm not there. Just because there's there's so much of it and there's particularly ethnic food. I mean, there's just so many. It's one of the things that has really been inspirational to me as a cook and a baker, all of the new things to be exposed to, the foods. But there's And, and I've learned to make a lot of them. But there's some things that I just you just can only get in one place. And I love that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really cool. I mean, New York is such a city where, yeah, you, you have so many different cultures and so many people with different backgrounds that you can really get inspiration relatively easily if you just, you know, walk right out of, I guess, the door. <laughs> oh, absolutely. In any neighborhood. It's really cool. Yeah. Well, Posey, your blog, 600 Acres, you mentioned that you started it really as a communication tool with your sister. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised that, you know, other people are, you know, reading it and, and getting inspiration from it? It is surprising. I mean, I'm sure that for everyone, in some sense, the internet feels that way. You're like, oh, yeah, there's other people out there on the other side. But it's been really cool. It's it's a really neat way to meet people. It makes me really happy when I hear that people are trying recipes and getting inspired. And also just for me, a lot of it as a writer, it's, it's sort of bigger than just the, the recipes. It's just communicating and a place for me to talk about life and me and it's great when people respond to that and you know it say something like oh that like that meant something to me or reminded me of something in my life or starting a dialogue I've met some really interesting people through doing the blog so that's that's been a cool and unexpected experience yeah for sure well I mean you definitely inspire people through your blog where do you turn to like are there some different places where you turn to for food inspiration or writing inspiration photography inspiration like where do you go to when you want to try something new or make something different 
That's a great question. I read a lot of blogs. So I think just the world of food blogs, there's just people doing so much amazing stuff. I feel really drawn to blogs in particular that are pretty creative with their flavors. I think that's inspirational. Like people who do like Molly Ye's blog, you know, she does sort of this more Mediterranean type flavors. Like I would put tahini on literally anything and eat it. So I love reading things like that. I love some older food writing. I'm a huge fan of Laurie Colwin's books. I'm always rereading those. And they're just an incredible inspiration as a writer and as a food writer. She just has this, I think, a great way of talking about life and food and where they intersect. I think a lot of food writing nowadays is very recipe food focused. And for me, the whole reason why I've ever loved it is what does it say about us as people and what we love and what's hard and how is that expressed through food? And she does just the most beautiful job of doing it. I, I always say to everyone, go get her book, read it, come back and talk. <laughs> cool. Well, Posey, you mentioned that you have a degree from Princeton. Yep. And today, you know, you're based in New York City as a writer, photographer, food stylist. Was this always the career or path that you wanted to pursue? I mean, you mentioned earlier that you were working sort of like a first-time advertising job when you first got out of college. But mm-hmm. where did you get to the point where you were like, I have enough confidence that I'm going to do this on my own, be freelance? That's a good question. Actually, definitely was not the career I thought I would have. Like I said, I always thought in high school and younger that I would somehow write. So when I, I went to college, I actually got an anthropology degree, which is not useful for that many jobs. So I thought maybe I wanted to do some sort of environmental writing actually for a time. Did the degree, was like, I need to get a job. I actually did a very short stint as an investment banker, oddly enough. Then I worked in advertising after realizing that banking was not for me. Should have known that. And that was when I started thinking like, I'm spending 40 hours a week, like doing something. It should be something I really, like I'm proud of. Like I want to when people ask me what my job is, I want to like, want to tell you about it, which is totally the case now. It's like, I can never stop talking about my job. And that's when my parents and were sort of saying like, just try it, just apply for something. And I did, I applied for some food editorial jobs and I got one. It was a stroke of luck. I think I would have found my way there eventually, but it just took a little trial and error in that sort of early twenties. What do I want to do? And then once I figured that out, like, can I do it? Yeah, so it's been a little bit of a circuitous road, but I'm glad that I did sort of the little missteps first because I feel really grateful for my job now. And I mean, I love it. Like I never wake up in the morning and think like, ugh, I wish it was a weekend. Like <laughs> I love the weekdays as yeah. much as the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it takes doing, I guess, something that you really are not into, like maybe banking for you yeah. uh, back then uh, to really, you know, uh, be gracious for for I guess the opportunities that you're you're doing today. So which is awesome. So, what would you say is the most challenging part of what you do? Hmm, that's a really good question. I mean, there isn't one piece I think that stands out to me. I think I think that's why I can tell it's a good job for me, is it comes really naturally. I never feel like ah, stumped for inspiration. If anything, maybe it's a question of balance because I, you know, and it's sort of like a great problem to have that I'm really lucky to have this incredible full-time job that is fantastic. I love the people. It's just an absolutely incredible company to work for. And then I get to do all this great creative freelance stuff on my own for other clients and for myself for the blog. 
which is a lot. And it's just making sure that you can, am I like doing enough? Am I doing the right things? Am I, am I giving hundred percent at everything and not taking on too much? So it just takes a little practice. Awesome. Well, here at the dinner special posy, we talk with food heroes about dishes that are special to them and how we can make it at home. Can you talk about a dish that is special to you and maybe a little bit about why it's special to you? I mean, I guess I would have to say baking probably is my my one like main love. I mean, I feel like the first thing that I ever like made me really excited about food was baking bread. Like I said, my mom, I ne- we never had store-bought bread. She always, she's make, she makes everything like focaccia, pizza dough. But her, my favorite thing is just white sandwich bread that she makes. I mean, it's the most delicious. I think having like, we would come out of the oven and we have like all my sisters waiting, like just like rabbit animals. And she'd cut off the loaf, the heel and like give it to one of us. And we would just spread it with butter, which we always would have in these because we had cows and she'd churn it. So it was like this really bright yellow Jersey cow butter and she'd pack it into these little ramekins. So she'd like take a big swipe and put it on the bread and and like eat that. Like that is the ultimate, (laughs) that is the best thing. And now I feel like every time I bake bread, which is a lot and I make, I am always making just that white sandwich bread loaf. I'm like, ah, this is heaven. And the thing is, it's so much easier to make. I mean, I think a lot of people are really intimidated by yeast bread, which I feel like it's the kind of thing, if you make yourself do it once, it's totally magical. And you realize like, oh, okay. Like that's actually easier than so many recipes cooking wise. Cause there's, I mean, whether there's like three, four ingredients, it's just all a matter of touch and just getting used to what it feels like bread dough and how it should feel. Right. Do you have this uh, sandwich bread recipe up on your blog or? I think I do actually. And if I don't, I will post it immediately. <laughs> yeah. Good thing to have. And again, I mean, it's like what it's yeast, flour, a little bit of butter. So, right. Right. You know, nothing. Well, Posey, I call the next part of the dinner special podcast the pressure cooker. I'm going to ask you seven fast and fun questions that we want to know your answers to. Are you up for it? Yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. nervous. <laughs> <laughs> There's no pressure. So don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number one. Which food shows or cooking shows do you watch? Top Chef. I'm obsessed with Top Chef and the Great British Baking Show. Also obsessed. Number two. What are some food blogs or food websites we have to know about? I love Smitten Kitchen. I love Food 52, former employee, have to say that. I also love the King Arthur blog where I work now because it's incredibly informative. Super good step-by-step baking. If you ever want to learn how to bake or frost a cake or make sourdough, check it out. Perfect. Number three, who do you follow on Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, or Snapchat that make you happy? I love following, I mentioned her before, but Molly. Molly A? Yeah, she, um, yeah, funny, playful, great flavors. Love her farm life snapshots. Perfect. Number four, what is the most unusual or treasured item you have in your kitchen? Ooh, treasured item probably i mean my stand mixer i guess i'd have to say it's bright red and i love it and it does much for me number five name one ingredient you used to dislike that you now love mushrooms actually i used to hate mushrooms and now i eat them all the time i eat scrambled eggs and mushrooms like twice a week for dinner yeah number six what are a few cookbooks that make your life better Definitely Joy of Cooking. That's a huge one, always referencing it. And probably I have the Cook's Illustrated like Best Baking Cookbook. That's another big go-to with everything I bake. Great. 
And finally, the last question, number seven, what song or album just makes you want to cook? I really like cooking to reggae music. I listen to Bob Marley a lot when I cook because it just makes me want to dance around. Awesome. Well, congratulations, Posey. You have officially survived the pressure cooker. (laughs) Posey, thank you so much for joining me here on the Dinner Special podcast today. You're on social media. What's the best way for us to keep up with everything that you're doing? Um, definitely my blog, which is 600acres.com and Instagram. I'm always, always Instagramming twice a day. So you can check out what I'm doing in my kitchen there. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Posey. I had a great time chatting with you. I hope you had fun too. Thank you so much. This was great. Thank you for listening. Head on over to thedinnerspecial.com for recipes, highlights from every show, super blog articles, and all the wonderful ways to keep in touch on social media. Your culinary journey awaits, so let's get cooking.